Welcome, everybody, to the Called Podcast from First Fisherman Media. We are still here uh, on location in Paris, France, at the convent of the Religious of the Assumption. And I am joined today by another sister of the Religious of the Assumption, and her name is Sister Marie Thu, which in Vietnamese means autumn. Is that right? Welcome, sister. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, good afternoon. Thank you for inviting me to share my vocation story. Mm. Yeah. Before we, I tell my vocation story, we can lift up our heart to God at this moment. Amen. That God is always uh, with us. That we are aware that He is always care for us even we are not knowing him or we are not aware that he is always be with us. Mm. Lord, we thank you for your generous heart, your compassion, your mercy to all of us. You have chosen us to be your children even we are so different we are get lost in some way but in some way you calling us back that united us in your love again so thank you very much in the name of the father and the son yeah. and the holy spirit that was Amen. a really beautiful prayer sister thank you so um Maybe the purpose of our podcast today is to get to know our religious so, so people can get to know you a little bit and also to try to hopefully inspire more vocations to our church. So um, the way we do that is to just hear your story of how you came from Vietnam and you uh, found your vocation story. So maybe what we could do to begin is where are you from and tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, I, my real name in Vietnamese, Nguyen Lê Thu. Yeah, when I entered the convent, so I become Sister Marie, the Lang Phang Jesu Thu. So I am from the family of nine children. Nine I, children. Yes. I, um, my father is a Catholic, and my mother was uh, converted she she become catholic when she married my father what was she before she's also the same village we are come from saigon yeah saigon. my parents is come from saigon and i born from saigon also um is it if uh, telling you the my vocation story is it's, uh, it's a long long journey and the vocation is not come at once. You cannot say, oh, I have vocation, or you can identify, or you can explain, this is vocation. No, this is a long journey. How This is a long journey in the relationship between <coughs> us and God. In God, in the sense that the Jesus, the human, uh, becomes human and be our friend. I don't know how to say that um, God calling me to be a religious of the assumption 
but in the beginning that um, I feel that something um, deep in me that I have to get decided to finding out how God is um, to me. Then I um, I uh, started to go to church at the age of seven, no, seven, eight, nine. Those years. All the time I'm going to mass, even my family very far from the church by walking because at that time no electricity, you know, no no vehicle. <coughs> Excuse me. So I just wake up early in the morning because the mass is 4.30. Four o'clock is the first <coughs> bell ringing. So the people get... 4 a.m. in the morning? Yeah, no. 4 a.m. in the morning. There's the mass at 4 a.m.? 4.30. But 4 a.m. we gather to pray already. Before the Mass, we pray the Rosary or the devotion to St. Joseph or to Mary. And by 4.30 is the Mass. But because I was so small and so young and in my family home, no electricity and poor at the same time. So there is no clock in my house it, they're only a rich wash of my father but i cannot go to him to see him what He's time sleeping. is that <laughs> he <Yes>. was sleeping <laughs> yes so I, when i wake up i just go out to see uh, look up the sky it is the the sky is already bright it, I, I see if the star shining there is one big star they call morning star Later on, I found out that that is the morning star. So when it is really bright, shy, it's already nearly 4 o'clock. So that then I go to church. But sometimes, you know, there, is, mm, there was raining and then there's no star. So I just walk to the church um, with my uh, coconut torch, you know, the right coconut leaf. And I bound together, and then Bernice, I touched, walked from my house to the church. How long was the walk? It's um, w- because I was small, so maybe uh, 20 minutes or 30 minutes. Uh, it's the, that distance. You were seven years old now. <coughs> yes. And no one else in your family going, just you. No, I, I, I'm the only one. Hmm. So. Why did you do this, even so young? You just had this call to want to go to Mass. Was this only on Sunday or this every day? Every day, every day. I you really do not know um, uh, why I, I go to church alone. And then <laughs> I even did, I even not um, really understand. But the I feel the inside. One the reason I want to go to the church because I want to receive Jesus to receive communion to my heart, then I I love to listen to the, the, the homily of the prison. So, and one of the reasons that made me um, love uh, God more because of the, the light of St. Teresa of the Child Jesus. So um, that made me go to church every day. And then uh, after that, I received first communion. At the age of seven also, uh, I feel in my heart there is something very strong. I I heard I heard a voice that at if that Jesus telling me that he loved me so much, and I also feel something inside my heart. And then I have a desire in my heart that from now on I try to be good, to be better because I love Jesus. 
And so my practice in my daily life that I will I will not quarrel with my sisters or my friends in order to please Jesus because I want to love Jesus. Then for years um, like that, but thinking of being a religious, I have no idea. But when I was in uh, was uh, thirteen years old. I know that there is uh, my aunt, great aunt. She is in uh, Saint Paul uh, Congregation, and the other one in Lover of the Holy Cross Congregation. I, out of my curiosity, I get to know them to visit them, but I, 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 I don't know. I don't want to enter their congregation. Why not? You just didn't feel right there. How come? Why didn't you want to enter? Uh, because uh, there's not. I I find that it's not really not for my for for my life. There's something that attracting, but I don't know that there's no call for me to enter. Then when I was fourteen, one of the Assumption sisters who lived near my house, she is in Paris. At that time, Assumption no in Vietnam. So, because our congregation want to have the foundation in Vietnam before the fall of Saigon, but so what year was this? The fall of so this is before the fall of Saigon. So this is our w- congregation want to have a foundation in Vietnam uh, before Saigon fell. Before, yeah, before. But unfortunately, they plan to go to Vietnam on uh, uh, July, but it's already in April. There is the already the communist took over, so no more opening in Vietnam. Then Sister Marie Christine, so she was the one who, uh, the Vietnamese who stayed in Paris for many years. So our congregation uh, would like to have another foundation in Asia, and she says, send me to my people. So the congregation sent her to Vietnam. So she was a Vietnamese sister. Yes, she's a Vietnamese. Okay, so she so she came. This this sister came to Paris after the fall of Saigon. She said before that. Before the fall of yeah, Saigon. Before, yes. Okay, and then yeah. she returned to Vietnam to set up a house. Yes. For yes. this for the religious of the Assumption. Yes. And that's how you met her yeah. and this congregation. At, yeah, I know. At that time, the house have not opened yet. She still nourished the, the, the um, desire of opening the new community in Vietnam. So she see me, the first one, and then I, my mother brought me to her and expressed that I want to become a sister. At that time, I really do not understand what is that. To you were like 13 or 14 Yes, at this 14, time. 14. So, but she told me, you continue to study. I will come back for you. That's the promise that she is saying. And exactly right after when I finished my uh, grade trail, she she was back. Then she said that the congregation wa- really want to have the foundation in Vietnam. Then Sister Claire Teresa was the one who went to Vietnam and met us and sharing about uh, some, some spirituality and our charism. And from that time, uh, the group of uh, six young uh, students gathered together, and we stayed there to study. 
But at that time, uh, Samsung is not really founded yet. So we just nourished by the the information given to us very little by um, Claire Teresa and the first sister, Marie Christine. And also because uh, at that time, is uh, Vietnam have not opened yet. So we just hiding ourselves in the sense that then... Because uh, this is this is post fall. This is the communist time in Vietnam. So you had to hide being Christian because you couldn't be Christian in the communist um, time. This is not at least in the public. Uh, no, because the new congregation, the, the congregation in Vietnam is okay because they had been there for years. But the new congregation maybe is not accepted at that time. So the communists would allow the older congregation but not new congregations to form? Is uh, that yes, what happened? In, 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 in that sense, as I understood mm, that true. way. Yes. Then um, I stayed there as a student and then later on I discovered how much I love God in living my the religious life in the, the assumption because after knowing the charism of the religious of the assumption, it really me, uh, gave me a lot of inspiration. Because I really want to spend my life to let God to be known and to be loved. The people have to know God, how God had loved us, and then um, we are is one, God children. So may I would like my life to make people aware of that kind of love, that kind of care God given to us, that's just come across of my mind. Then for years being in the community, I learned more and more how to go about that. And I really love my uh, congregation who eat me, uh, help me, inform me, how to be live that out of the design, the design inside me, how to live it out. So I, I uh, make my, uh, become a novice in 1998. And after two years, I make my first vow. Then I went to the Philippines for my theology years. And then I've stayed there for five years and come back to Vietnam. Then I was sent to Paris for a year also for formation. You know, would those formation given to me is make me solid in my faith and in my love for the church. And of course, for the people, if I love God, I have to love the people, especially those who are really in the frontier, those people in the periphery, people who, who find themselves nowhere so my heart is go for them so i i was teaching in a charity school for some years with the people from different provinces their parents their family very poor so they just come to the city for look to looking for job the parents and the children was live, no education, they just women around. So our task is gather them and teach them, give them uh, education and in a special way that give them the, the faith, Christian value. Even they are not Catholic, but we uh, teach them how to pray, how to be connect with God. 
so they also love uh, the time for prayer the time to be silent so i uh, f- i find myself is uh, an instrument of god to uh, share my experience how god had loved me and then i want to share with them so that is so beautiful so you were helping people so your charism in vietnam now is you teach poor children on the streets of saigon is that where uh, you still are or are you in a different part of the country or it's, it's not a, it's not a, a street children they are they have their family um, some of them the um, father or the mother who already died but they are come from very poor family we have poor from the villages poor usually family is this from Đồng Nai, Hồ Nai Bình Hòa is the where the many people go because of that zone is an um, in industrial zone. So they, they, they go there to look for a job. So these children, their, their parents, uh, they're renting a room, a place to stay. So we gather them to teach them. That uh, school is belong to the parish church. is not our own. But run, we are the one who... Uh, cooperated with one um, uh, lay friend. She is the director of the school, but we are the one to supporting her and then uh, share the um, um, philosophy of education of our congregation to her. She was back of us, very close to us, and then there we are helping the uh, students. Even through them, through the to the children, we also help the parents how to be with us to bring up their children in such a way with you know more human way because uh, some some parents uh, do not know how to bring their children up because uh, they were on all the time working to look for the mean of to running up their life so we also met them and then share with them how to bring up their children in such a way is more uh, educated way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And did you ever have a different call when you were growing up? Did you think maybe that you would have a family or you always knew that you would be a religious? Even from, it sounds like you were pretty young when you when you had a calling to the religious life. But did you ever think of going a different direction yes uh, i i never think of to be uh, married but of course being you know a uh, uh, human you uh, i have all kind of love for for the people for the uh, opposite uh, sex uh, i have boyfriend in the sense but you know we uh, I'm fully aware that we have a lim- limitation of our relationship. Of course, he loves me very much. I also love him. The guy of you know of love, very uh, genuine, very simple, very transparent. But um, that uh, kind of love make me. Oh, I feel I feel very good to have that boyfriend. He give me gifts, and then we ch- we work together. For we teach catechism in a parish church. But I never think that to be with him forever. 
just mm. has that love, has that attraction, but not stay with anyone. So this is when you were religious already, a religious sister already, or this is before uh, when uh, you before before, before that. Yes. So you thought you met, you had a man or a boy. I don't know how old, but <laughs> someone who you felt this affection for, but you decide you knew even at that time uh, that the married life wasn't for you, that you were going to be a uh, religious. Yes, I have no that. Have no that feeling of to choose anyone because uh, I think the desire in me when I was so young already I know my vocation is is clear but it's but it's not you know I I didn't understand much I only now only when I make my vow when I was looking back I understand step by step how God is leading me but at once I really do not know I live as like and everybody like my sister my friend there's no different but you know the the inside in the heart there is something that god put it there and the thing that i have to nurture is i is somehow that the the grace i think the vocation is uh, somewhere in the heart but the thing is uh, each one have to respond to it and really uh, decided to nurture it. Of course, um, it's not only religious life, even family life, or being a singer. All, all are gone from God. So if we are aware it, we decide, we live our own life is beautifully, meaningfully. It's not only religious can be evangelized or can be bring God to others. Mm, everybody can do that yes, in every, yes, yes, every station yes. of life. Did you ever have, um, was, what was the hardest thing about your religious vocation? What has been the, have there been difficulties that you didn't think about before or? Ah, oh, of course, the religious slide also very difficult. If you think as a family, you have one or two, three brothers and sisters, we are different. So opinion different, way of doing things different. Of course, in other community, the same. We are different and sometimes we disagree with one another and we even quarrel even. But the the good thing is all the member of the community, those who gather together, we have the desire to be uh, to be with God because of God calling us into the community. It's not you are not chosen me, I am not chosen you, but God has chosen us to put us in the community. So because of the love of God, so we just put ourselves, you know, behind, put our own ego, be our own idea for the common. Mm. Mm. So you have to, community life can be difficult because there's just different people and different personalities and like a family, there can be conflicts. Yes. How do you, in your community, how do you handle these conflicts? Is there practices that you have that you do together? Um, certain uh, rituals that you do to keep yes. the community um, going well? Yeah. Um, we, of course, each one of us, following the call of Jesus in the congregation of the religious of the Assumption. And in our rule of life, in our tradition, that we have to love our sister as we have loved, as God, what Jesus has telling us, we have loved our neighbors as ourselves. It is, it is not because of the differences, the differences 
cannot hindrance cannot uh, be a obstacle for us to love so the love of god is it beyond of that and in our practice in our community is every night before we have complaint we say sorry Mm, uh, I heard this. Yeah, other sisters have been telling me about this. So you sit around and apologize, and then you express that I I feel sorry for what really happened, and we really say sorry, and then we we'll forgive one another. Then another tomorrow, we see each other in the new eyes. We start again. You know, human being, we can make a lot of mistakes. We fall a lot, but the thing is, we start again. Mm. We begin again for because. Uh, If we just holding on, I am hurt or you are hurt, we just drown in that. We will not grow. We let the hurt really uh, uh, purify us. We let the difficulty transform us, so we become more solid, more strength. It's really more Christian, so we can love each other again. Mm. Do you have a story of a particular um, young person or family that you helped in your ministry? Uh. That the story of this person that maybe you found them living a certain way and then you helped them and then what happened? Ah uh, yes, there are many. So, but I would like to share one. There's a uh, a boy. He is very character. He is very violent and also very. How you gonna? I could say hyper. All the time in the class cannot be in one place, running around and then hitting the the children, the or the, uh, his classmate. Then I, when I look at him, you know, a guy of discouraged. So how can I help this boy? Because he, I, I, I find it's maybe too difficult for me to, to handling him, but. You know, out of out of the love for God, and then being a human, the mother, the motherly in me, and I really said, I look at him, I I said a prayer, uh, Lord, help me how to love this boy, how to teach this boy, how to show the affection to him. Then you know, with all my <laughs> courage and out of my patience, I really step by step, first. Holding his hand, very how um, you with with affection in order to teach him how to write. But in my heart, I said, "Lord, help me, help me." And then in the beginning, he he did not like because um, in his in his family, he he was um, beaten by the parents because he's really difficult. But there was a time I called for him. I called him. He said. You know, his name is Lam. Lam, you are, you are good also. You know, God also loves you, and then the teacher myself also loves you. You have, you are very good inside you. You know, very good. So try to be good. You know, when you when you do violence to 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 order to your friend, they feel very. Very painful, very sad. But if you do gentle to them, they will be very happy. They will be as if they also love you. And then, this is a constant reminding and then showing love to him. And 
and after some months, he he did not come to class. Maybe he got sick or several days. I don't know. So I went to his house to visit him, and then the father uh, told me the story that he has been changed. At home, he is more behavior. He can help in the little things. Then he he said that whenever uh, he telling his this boy, this boy say that I will listen. I'm listening to the teacher. It's me, my sister, teacher too. I feel that oh, that is maybe the fruit of you know of patient of prayer. And he become a good boy, like a modern for in the class. Whenever we have something, I will, I go on for him. I make him to be a modern. He still he still very you know active, but he already mellowed down. He has been changed, and the more I affirm in him, the more he changed. Mm. So that's I believe that in the the goodness in each person God has placed, it will be shy out uh, if is that person uh, find the right, right place the right person to help that goodness to come in out so he really had changed a lot amazing and what would you say about the general culture or society in vietnam is the church and is the is the message of the gospel growing in in vietnamese culture or how would you say you live in you live in there, and what is your experience over time? Yeah, the church in Vietnam is very, very, very active and have full of life in the sense uh, that try the best way to immerse in the life of the people, especially the poor, the uh, tribe people. So uh, the church has a lot of activity. For example, the charity and in the parish church, the priest try to find out which family needed. So he make the people who surrounding him to go to the family to help, especially those who uh, away from their hometown just border to stay in the uh, hostel, the, the renting room. So it's help. And the church, I think, all over is really helping the poor and try to be evangelized in such a way that each person, each parishioners, have to be kind to the neighbors. So let no one be suffering, no one be hungry. So we try to share the food, try to share the spiritual lives, not food only, calling them to pray, calling them for you know, spiritual practicing even Catholic or not Catholic, including own. Mm. So it's growing. Do people respond to the message? Do people respond to the love of God and the church uh, in Vietnam? Is it something that you see growing over time? Yeah. where I am. Uh, where I am you're in Saigon? And mm. I, was, I was in, uh, in Ho Nai. Ho Nai. Dong Nai, yeah. Yeah, I was there. Actually, in that area, I saw that how much the church trying to help the people and also the fruit is better. The charity, we could say that the charity get out of own self toward to the people, to the poor, is really very mm. much in area where I, where I live. And of course, 
I believe in the church because the church in Vietnam is very united. So uh, all churches following the same direction. Yes, of God, we are very united to Roma church. But I think that the church has tried much to live nearer, more to the poor people. Praise God. So I have a couple questions, and then um, we can we can end. I really appreciate your time. Um, the first question would be, if somebody's listening to this podcast and they're going through a difficult time, a cross in their own life, a suffering that they're experiencing, would you have anything to say to that person, whether they're Catholic, whether they're <sighs> Christian, whether they're atheist? Yes. Um, based on my uh, own experience, and I have... Um, Many people have suffering in their life. They come to share to me. Sure. The, the, the thing is, believe, believe that the goodness is always there in ourselves or in the people. So there is no suffering on can bear it earth if we believe that there's someone surrounding us to help. The thing is, uh, are we open to the the help of the people? God always helping us through the people, through the event, any surrounding us. Um, so try to open, share, because if the burden in our heart is it's been shared, it will be lightened. It will be better to carry it. Of course, our life, each one has our own cross. I didn't say that I'm very happy. I have no difficulty. I do. But the thing is, I always believe that I'm not alone. Surrounding me, my sister, the people. And above that, God is always there. So open our hearts to, to God offer us the goodness. Open the heart to receive. I believe that no suffering can follow in us till we die. But the, the, that suffering we, it will come to end if we have courage enough to open up, to share, to receive. Thank you. That's very beautiful, sister. And the last question would be, so let's say somebody is discerning or deciding what their vocation should be. And they're maybe confused. They don't know what God's calling them to do with their life. Uh, what would you say to that person? Yes. If the person who really seriously thinking about his or her vocation, I think first that they find the solitude time, the quiet time in praying. Because a uh, if too much noisy, we are so active, we cannot listen the interior within us, what do we want? If we do not know what do we want, we cannot know that which vocation am I belong. So we need time to pray and to, to deepen our inner silence and listen. Am I really for this kind of life or other kind of life. And it's good that we find some people to help us to make the discernment. 
is it very difficult when you do nothing in your mind all the time thinking okay i have really really just like or not or i'm going to marry it or i'm remain single that's very difficult we have to quiet down ourselves find a solitude place for ourselves and there we can asking god is really where is my life which vocation is is fit me Again, very beautiful, sister. Thank you so much. I'm sure that will be helpful. Um, I thank you so much for your time. It's been wonderful. Is there any part of your story that we didn't talk about that you think is important to share? Any part of your vocation story or your life as a nun that we that I didn't ask you about that you'd like to share with people? Um, pardon, you can you add? Yeah, sure. Is there anything I didn't ask you ah. that you want to share about your either vocation um, discernment or yeah. your life as a nun? Is there anything else that you'd like to share about yeah, okay. your life? I, uh, I, uh, one thing I would like, every people, even Catholic or not Catholic, has some kind of connection. Connection to God or to uh, to God, not, not only God of Catholic, but the God which we believe that who create human being any creature so if you have some connection uh, we have spiritual life if we spend time being in quiet i think all difficulty moment on in our life we can get over it mm. if we don't have the spiritual life life become very difficult can Sometimes we come to the point that we cannot get out of all the difficulty. But if we have some connection, that will help. Mm. So get it. Get that silence. Spend that time in silence. Yeah, that's yes. very powerful. So, sister, would you want to? Um, what I've been asking sisters who speak another language, maybe it would be beautiful to end in a prayer in Vietnamese. Could you say a prayer in your language to end the podcast? I would like to sing a short refrain. Sure, sure. Day. Whatever you, you, you do. Tình yêu Chúa cao vời biết bao Nào con biết đáp đền thế nào Để cho cân xưng Chúa ơi Để cho cân xưng Chúa Thank you very much. Thank you very much. In the name of the Father, and the Son, yes. and the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Sister. It was really beautiful. Thank oh, you very thank much. Thank you.